Hello and welcome to the research report. Today's study is called Skills Training in Effective and Interpersonal Regulation Followed by Exposure A Phase-Based Treatment for PTSD Related to Child Abuse The study was done by Cloitra in 2002 and was published in the Journal of Consulting and Clinical Psychology, Issue 70, Volume 5, pages 1067 to 1074. Why the research was done. Over the course of lifetime, between 5 and 10% will suffer post-traumatic stress disorder. Women are twice as likely to suffer PTSD than men. And the most common causes of PTSD among women are childhood, sexual and physical abuse. For rape victims, there are two well-developed therapies for PTSD, but none for child abuse. One explanation for this is that child abuse sufferers show symptoms and characteristics beyond PTSD symptoms. These issues include effect dysregulation, which is defined by high energy intensity reactions and slow return to normal, and interpersonal functioning, which reduces one's ability to manage conflict and negotiate. These issues arise due to the interruption of development that occurs in child abuse. It has been shown that PTSD is common in sufferers of child abuse, with 67% of people who suffered child abuse developing PTSD, whilst women who suffered child abuse report lower satisfaction in dating marriage and parenting, as well as difficulty in work and social relationships. One highly successful therapy in PTSD treatment is exposure therapy, which involves exposing a patient to the source of their PTSD. However, this therapy has been shown to be problematic in victims of child abuse due to a high dropout rate. However, it does show better symptom reduction than other available therapies in child-abused PTSD sufferers. It may be that exposure treatment may show improved retention if patients acquired skills to prepare them for the exposure therapy. Therefore, this study attempted to investigate whether skill training pre-exposure therapy would facilitate exposure through the development of emotion regulation skills and relationship with the therapist. How the research was done. 58 women were recruited for the study. The average age was 34 years 48% of participants had suffered sexual and physical abuse, whilst 39% had suffered only sexual abuse, and 13% had suffered only physical abuse. 
the participants were split into two groups. The waiting list group were monitored via weekly phone calls that lasted 15 minutes. The clinical group were treated in two phases. In phase one, the participants participated in skills training in effect and interpersonal regulation, a cognitive behavioural treatment based on previous successful therapy. STEER is a weekly therapy session that lasts for eight weeks and attempts to train the patient in areas needed. The weekly sessions are as follows. 1. Labelling and identifying feelings. 2. Emotion management. 3. Distress tolerance. 4. Acceptance of feelings. 5. Identification of trauma-based schemas and their interaction with daily life. 6. Identification of conflict between trauma-based feelings and goals. 7. Role play of issues of power and control. And 8. Role play to develop flexibility in interpersonal scenarios. In phase 2, participants participated in prolonged imagination exposure which requires the participant to describe the traumatic experience in detail whilst engaging emotionally. All participants were required to complete the clinician-administered PTSD seal, which measures PTSD symptoms, the modified post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms scale, which measures PTSD symptoms, the negative mood regulation scale, which measures capacity to regulate mood. The anger expression subscale, which measures anger issues. The Toronto Alexithmia scale, which measures ability to identify feelings. The dissociation scale, which measures protective reaction to emotional pain. The Beck Depression Inventory, which measures depression symptoms, the state trait anxiety inventory, which measures anxiety symptoms, the inventory of interpersonal problems, which measures relationship impairment, the social adjustment seal self-report, which measures family, work and social functioning, the interpersonal support evaluation list, which measures social support, and the Working Alliance Inventory, which measures relationship between patient and therapist, before, at the midpoint, and after the study. The results and explanation. There was a significant time-times-group interaction in all measures. This means that all measurements in the clinical group improved during the study significantly. The more that time passed, the more that the clinical group saw improvement in all measurements. All measurements significantly improved in the clinical group compared to the waiting list group. The waiting list group showed no changes in any measure from before to midpoint or midpoint to after the study. 
The clinical group improved significantly in negative mood regulation, anger expression, and depression symptom scores between the beginning and midpoint of the study. The clinical group improved PTSD symptoms, dissociation, and ability to identify feelings scores between the midpoint and the end of the study, whilst continuing to improve upon depression scores. In follow-up, three and nine months after the study, negative mood regulation continued to improve. Improvements in relationship between patient and therapist and negative mood regulation also predicted PTSD symptom reduction in phase two of the treatment. The effect sizes, the observable difference, of the steer prolonged exposure treatment when compared to the waiting list were high to very high in all measurements. This means that the effect of the steer prolonged exposure treatment was to massively improve the scores of all measurements including depression, anxiety, PTSD, interpersonal relationships, etc. 46% of the clinical group achieved good end functioning, whilst only 4% of the waiting list group did. Only 23% of the clinical group maintained their PTSD diagnosis while 75% of the waiting list group did. In the clinical group, participants showed significantly improved PTSD symptom scores three months after the study, compared to immediately after, showing continuous improvements. Further improvements were also seen in interpersonal and functional measures nine months after the study, compared to immediately after the study. Conclusion and advice. In conclusion, it seems that skill training, pre-exposure therapy, can increase the efficacy of therapy in multiple areas, continuing to do so several months after therapy. It seems that readying a patient suffering PTSD due to child abuse, may be necessary in increasing adherence by increasing patient-therapist relationships and can remedy the interpersonal and functional issues associated with PTSD due to child abuse.